Welcome to a Service Please Snack. Today, we're with Meriel, founder of Club Mexicana, the vegan Mexican restaurants all across London. Your opening was supposed to be the week <laughs> prior uh, to national lockdown and yeah. things like that. So, you know, you've just expressed this whole journey and the struggles and like the challenges in which you've had to come over. And then you were hit with that on that mm. particular moment. Like yeah. that must have been a real kick in the teeth. Yeah, I mean, going in, knowing that we had our like opening night booked in and then Boris Johnson being like, don't go out, don't go to restaurants, don't go to this. It was like, um, okay, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, it was, it was, it was pretty catastrophic yeah. at the time, but I only realised that later, actually, and I, because I think you know the whole the whole thing of like the pandemic and lockdowns, it was really scary for everybody, and um, you know it was kind of like okay, yeah, no, obviously we can't we can't open the restaurant because <laughs> like there's this huge global thing happening, and no one knows what's going to happen, and it's really scary on just a life level, let alone like business restaurant opening. Um, I, and I suppose at the time, like none of us knew how long it was going to go on for. So, so maybe we were like, oh, look, maybe it might be delayed for like a month or something. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult. I think then, like we didn't, you know, we didn't open the restaurant. It was sitting there ready to open. But instead of instead of navigating a restaurant opening, we had like we had like te teams of staff, and we had to navigate like the furlough system and what all the rules were surrounding all the different like government financial things and that was that was a real like headache and also how do we support all of our teams I mean and I think everybody in hospitality will say like that was one of the hardest things mm. is like how do you guide a load of t a team of like quite young people mm. who didn't know what the hell was going on and you know you're sort of in this almost like parental capacity where they're looking to you being like yeah but when when am I going to have a job again when am I going to work again and you're like okay um we don't know either but you couldn't say that you just have to like give them some strength and so it, it suddenly it just really flipped into you know let's have let's work out how we're going to deal with this um but yeah, then we opened and then we closed again and then we opened again and then we closed again and I think we've done like four openings there, which, you know, stands us in good stead for the next restaurant opening, for sure. We're really well <laughs> practised at it now. But actually, I'm trying to look at it from a positive point of view that like, it was really hard and it was difficult, but we came out of it as a stronger team, you know, and when we did open the restaurant, oh my God, the team was so enthusiastic. Like you couldn't, you couldn't buy that enthusiasm. Like, you know, they'd literally, everyone had been sitting around waiting to do this for like four months or something. It was like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go. go. Everyone was so excited to be back and working with each other. And you know what it's like in a, in a kitchen, like it's that close sort of, it's camaraderie. Like everybody wants to help each other. And like, so it was not only the sort of, being able to have social contact with people again it was like I literally am working with somebody and they're relying on me to do something and I'm relying on them and it's fun and it's interesting and we're making food and yay so yeah so that was the positive part of it um, and then obviously you know we've sort of gone through all the ups and downs that every business has but we're still here on the other side of it um, which is great you know we had we did our boxes our DIY taco boxes which obviously people did and you know we did load we did loads of stuff to keep us going and but we are still here and um yeah i feel pretty exhausted by it all yeah but it has it does now make sort of normal in inverted commas life and work feel 
easier. Easier, maybe. Like we 100%. had to, we had to, we had to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And for it to be really, really hard for it now, for it to be like, oh, it's a, it's actually like I really enjoy coming to work. It's a joy. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think even listening to what you were just saying, then it's like I remember at the beginning. You know, we had like thirty people or so on the books. And the messages were coming out from the Prime Minister at that particular point. And I remember every single morning, I used to pour myself like a filter coffee and I used to sit on my step outside my front and like go through every single like Yahoo Finance, The Times, everything. And like understanding like, like tax in a, yeah. in a way to be able to explain the furlough situation to people. And also I think we're, we're quite similar minded, you know, like when it was the food operations and stuff like that, Ethically, I felt that it was important to protect my staff because we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And that meant just shutting your business and the financial repercussions of that. And you, you I, like I've just spoken to your staff, he was like, we, they, it was entered in with that knowing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think when you talk about your staff ready for the opening and things like that, it's because they know the sacrifices that you made as a business operator and owner for the protection of like the family. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and things yeah, like that and going yeah. beyond. And I think that's what's really, really powerful. And I think a lot of people within that are outside of food, they can't really fully understand how challenging that time was because yeah. a lot of people were just, they were still just going about their day. Yes, yeah. they were like locked away at home and things like that, but it was a very different kind of thing, I think for the hospitality and leisure sector and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't think many people outside of the industry can, can understand it. I think, you know, there's probably other sectors where people run their own businesses and you know they had their own challenges but like within food entertainment leisure like all the things that basically you couldn't do during a lockdown all of our businesses was really scary times and i think the biggest worry like for me was sort of getting up every day and not knowing how long we'd ha we had like when when were you going to run out of cash like every day it was like checking the bank balance looking at like okay so we've got these furlough payments going out you know people don't even understand that like we had to pay furlough to people before we even got it back from the government and you know all things like that and it's like the cash flow was so tight and it but, but the, <laughs> the problem with it was that it wasn't like in normal times where it's, it is literally cash flow stuff going out and stuff coming back in there was nothing coming back in that first lockdown, that first four months, none of us knew how long it was going to go on for. We were all shitting ourselves about running out of money. And then literally, you know, it's like having, you know, giving, giving staff a furlough. And then knowing in the back of your mind that if we run out of money, they won't get anything. They can't, they can't get any money. Like, you know, and it, that was a massive, you know, you just referred to it as family and like, that's how it felt. It was like, I feel I have such a duty to this team of people I really, really can't let us like run out of money. All of those people will not have a job. That's really terrifying. And like the thing that I have spent the last like seven years putting everything into could just all come crumbling down around us. Yeah. And like those, those two things compounded was, it was terrifying. Yeah. I, I remember like I used to just come in here like on my own, just literally like, trying to make myself busy like sorting stock out like the amount of stock that came back from the sites like I rearranged it like 17 times over that period because I just was like okay well if I put all the boxes over here then that will be better and then that will probably get us through COVID it will just we'll sort everything do you know what I mean it was like yeah. we're all we were all going absolutely yeah. bonkers yeah. And, I, and I remember in this yard actually so the cheese truck were doing their like cheese deliveries at home 
Um, Biff was doing some takeaway stuff. Hanoi Kitchen, I think he was like, am I doing some markets or not? I don't know. And we were all just, it was all just us lot running around. Like we must have seemed absolutely bonkers to everybody in the outside world. But it's because we were put through it mentally, I think. 100%. I think the biggest word that comes up for me a lot of the times when thinking back to it is like the erosion of my business. It felt like you'd spent so long building this up and then every single day there was a little bit yeah. that was being chipped away and like you couldn't control how much or little was going no. but you could see that it was going to just continue to be going yeah. down if you weren't putting stuff in but you didn't know what you needed to put in exactly. and it was it was really weird and it, like the amount of money we lost over that over that year alone was like it was awful and it was you know it sounds selfish but it's like i didn't do an, i did not do anything to make you know, make that erosion happen. You know, I wasn't, I was running my business really well. I had a team of people who were doing their jobs really well. You know, everybody was doing the right things. You know, we, we, you know, we have a product that like we've created and, you know, we've, we've ticked all the boxes. And then for this like pandemic to happen and suddenly, yeah, like, as you said, like chip bank balance being chipped away, chip, chip, chipped and being told that like, oh, don't worry, you don't have to pay as much tax um, as you normally do. And oh, don't worry, you don't have to pay business rates. It's like, yeah, I should fucking hope that. <laughs> like, I, you know, if, I, if someone whacked me with a business rates bill during when all of our sites were shut and we were taking in no money, I, I literally don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Probably done some, like, dirty protests <laughs> at number 10. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, like, yeah, it's... And I think that's... And that's part of, like... I suppose there is a bit of a disconnect with the outside world that we went through all of that and and now what people are saying and even in the like immediate thing like eat out to help out the august after the after the first lockdown you know people were like oh god well you're doing so well everywhere's packed it's like oh god you must be raking it in oh you're going to make so much money at the festivals this year um you know and there's even headlines about like you know restaurants are back up to like pre-pandemic levels and you know that's the justification for putting VAT back up to the top rate and stuff and it's like you've all got no idea you've got no idea how we have we lost so much money it's going to take more than that to recoup what we lost but you know we are just literally being told by the government to suck it up and just deal with it and you know there is no more support and that's the end of it and it does wind me up because I've seen so many restaurants go out of business because of it. We're really lucky that we're still here. But there's loads of people who've gone out of business either because of the financial stuff or mentally they couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And or, or both together. Yeah, I suppose that's where I really have difficulty talking to people outside of the food industry because it, it, you, you do sound like all doom and gloom if you're like, yeah, no, we are busy, but not enough to like make up what we lost. I mean, that's not yeah. that's not fun and it's not cool. It's not the it's not the brand I'm no. trying to create. You're trying to create, but, no. But you know, there is there is that in the back of my head. But I think that it, I I think it will take years for our industry to like feel at one with other industries. Hundred percent. Because we we were hit so hard, and we haven't been given the support to get through it. Um, if, if anything, it's bonded us all as, as people within the industries. But I think we're quite like standing there with shields, like, no, no one else is coming in. You don't understand us. Like, we're only going to talk to each other now. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't, I don't want it to always be like that. But yeah, it feels a bit like that. Sometimes. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that Service Please Snack. 
please like, share, comment, do whatever you feel is necessary. It means a lot. Till next time, service please with Josh Patterson. <laughs> <laughs>